good people of Los Angeles and those with Angelino sympathies elsewhere. Tonight on the FCFC pod, we've got Casey. We've got Vinny. You might have heard them on your line, banging your line, trying to get a hold of you, trying to yeah, talk to you about this club. Hotline bling. It's a little Drake for you right there. Why do you got to ruin we the intro? We love Drake on this podcast. <laughs> Why do you got to ruin the intro Jones with wheelchair? <laughs> Jimmy, damn it. <sighs> Views. <laughs> so with these boys, we talk about a lot of ins and outs of what it's like to sell the dream. We talk about how they got the job. Both of these are two of my favorite origin stories um, I've heard regarding LAFC. Yeah. And so. we talk a lot about what it means going forward and how the dream changes or doesn't change over time. Slim, you want to hit him with the warning? Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the backyard of Dweez's place in Expo Park. It's a little bit louder in the backyard tonight. A few more helicopters. A few more people driving by really fast, illegally, in a 25-mile-per-hour zone. A <laughs> um, few more honks horning. Profanity's on the same level. I realized recently that I say uh, per usual a lot, so I'm going to try to stop. Uh, I like per, per usual. usual. Okay, well. But per usual. <laughs> As per usual, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I won't be using a lot of profanity. So if you're at work or somewhere around children and you feel like they shouldn't be hearing cussing you should probably stop listening now i couldn't think of anything to say fuck i gotta pee per usual shut the fuck up fcfc Pod, where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. I am your host, Slim. Sitting across from me is Big Dweez. Yo. To my left is Josh, wearing his stupid Yankees jacket, Spice. Garrett Cole, Yankee baby. <laughs> Next seven rings. All going to New York. <laughs> the worst person ever. Josh. And tonight we have some special guests in the backyard. Um, we just dropped the Larry episode, so I called Larry like the shot caller. Of LAFC, you know the, the world we know of. Uh, Rich is the OG, and these two gentlemen would be like the infantry and the dope dealers. <laughs> <laughs> They're the ones slaying what they gotta slay to make money for the club that we love, and they do it in a sexy ass way. Mr. Casey Sosa and Vinny Villarreal, how y'all doing? Doing yeah. well. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Welcome Cheers. to the backyard. Yes, man. With the intro. Give me some of that. Oh, yeah. We got some fancy new glasses back here right now. Dewey's blessed us with some Christmas presents. We got the FCFC pod uh, whiskey glasses that might turn into some merch someday for you alcoholic listeners out there. <laughs> Dewey's, kick it off with the first question. Casey already knows what the question is, so I'm just going to let him start. Yeah, first football memory. Long time listener, first time uh, being here, so. <laughs> 
Um, first football memory. So I, I didn't grow up on the sport, you know, kind of um, recently kind of got into it because of work. But um, my first one was watching the World Cup with my grandpa when it was in Germany. So 2006 World Cup, um, we watched every single game on Univision and it was something that I still remember to this day. Um, he's no longer with us, but watched every single game, every single round, and it was something that we connected over. Didn't have much to connect over, but football brought us together. And then as far as I make my first football game ever, um, it was during the Copa America when we went to uh, Brazil versus Ecuador. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that was a shitty yeah. game. It was a shitty game. I was was yeah. I there with you? I don't think so. Okay. We met Neymar that day, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. So well, when he was in Justin Bieber's yeah. suite so instead we, of on the pitch. Right asshole. next to us. Yep. We worked, uh, <laughs> exactly. we worked a fan fest um, before the game, and we found out that we were able to go to this game in a suite. And next to us was uh, Neymar. He wasn't playing because he was injured. Quote unquote, he was there with Bieber, he was there with Jamie Foxx, uh-huh. he was there with Lewis Hamilton. Wow, that's why you'll never be great. <laughs> and our suite was right next to him. What so um, we, we got a picture with him. And after that, that was my first game. And then I ended up going to the Mexico game, ended up going to the Jamaica game. ICC tour was in town the next month. So I ended up going to like seven games. And I had ne- before that, I had never gone to a game. Damn. So got to watch some of the biggest clubs and some of the biggest national teams. and took advantage of those two tours so Sick. um so LAFC was kind of jumping off point for you to really go to live football games yeah so growing up I was mostly a Lakers fan because mm-hmm. of my dad big Showtime Magic Johnson Kareem and then during Fernando Mania Dodgers fan so those are the two big teams that I loved and watched mm-hmm. um but never was soccer was never an influence in my life uh-huh. so I never got into it until I started working for the club. So, um, but the whole connection with LAFC and ownership with, with Magic and with the Dodgers ownership group kind of tied it all tied together. It all together so. awesome. And here I thought that your first, oldest football memory was going to be the first phone call you made to me where I talked to you for a half an hour about giving me free shit. So this was, <laughs> yeah. No, we'll get into that later. Yeah. We'll get into that later. We'll um, figure out how, just how self-centered Dewey's really is. <laughs> yeah. I, wanna, I, I am very self-centered. I'm only in this for me. I want to hear Vinny's, I want to hear Vinny's oldest uh, NT, always T, but T is for me. I want to hear Vinny's oldest football memory. Yeah, um, kind of similar to Casey in terms of like following the sport a little bit later in life. Now I played growing up, I started when I was five, you know, I was doing, but um, I remember vividly, I started getting pretty good at what I was doing. I was playing in a rec league. Mm-hmm. I must've been like, I don't know, like nine, 10 years old at the time. And I remember being pretty sick. Like I must have like cold. sick, like, I mean, no, good or well, sick, sick, like sick, sick with it. And also, <laughs> also had a cold. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, y'all sounded so old right now. Yeah. <laughs> Back in my day. Sick with it. Um, but my obvious uh, playing in this, in this rec league, um, I was I was sick. I was the best player on the on the team. Um, but I was humble also brag. I also had a cold. I know humble brag. But also I had a cold that day. And I remember my, and I was like I didn't want to play. I was complaining to my parents, and, and my coach is like, No, you're gonna play. I'm like, All right, nine nine years old, ten years old. <laughs> um, I I end up playing and I end up scoring six goals Whoa. before the first half at even ends. And so then I then I'm out. Like you know what, we won. 
<laughs> I'm done for the whole for the whole thing. Now pull um, me out, coach. Yeah, <laughs> pull me out, coach. I did my duty, and so eventually, like I was like, got to the point where, like, I was good enough where my my dad was like, all right, we got to get you into club soccer, mm. and going to I must have been like 11 now at this at this time now going to my first ever like tryouts mm-hmm. for a club soccer team um you know not knowing anything about it and that age i'm like I, yeah like, i don't know what the hell i'm doing but i see all these other kids that are trying out who are must have been on the team the year before mm-hmm. and they all had their like matching backpacks <laughs> like the the get up i had just like whatever i could find to throw on and i'm like I'm just nervous, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm a nervous kid. I'm like, dude, I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. And um, but sure enough, the like the coach who was essentially picking the team um, was my former coach who had put me in that one the year before the game. Yeah, yeah. And saw me score six goals. <laughs> so I was like, okay, maybe I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sure enough, I ended up making the team. But. That's like my been my involvement with the sport. I've always like played my entire life, mm-hmm. but I never had a favorite uh, team to follow. Like my dad's traditional NFL Dallas Cowboys fan, mm-hmm. you know, watches basketball, um, all of that. But um, my first like true exposure, I guess, to um, understanding the culture of football was wasn't until went to my first like watch party mm. and it was like it was during the world cup okay um to be specific it was i forget which year i think it's 2014 mm-hmm. when usa was playing against uh, belgium okay mm. you guys remember that yeah. tim howard had like crazy amount of saves mm-hmm. julian green came in the second half yeah. stoppage time and scored a goal yeah like, oh, it was a good thing that he selected him oh wait yeah <laughs> yeah way too late at that time but i remember going to i was in i was going to school at long beach state at the time so uh, took the day off and went to where like the American Outlaws go. Okay. And it was called uh, like Legends or something like that. It was like the Legends Bar. In Legends Long Beach, yeah, 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 Long Beach. You know what I'm talking about. So there's tons of TV set up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this screen. huge like just screen showing the, the game. Wall. Yeah. And so given I've never been at anything like this before, mm-hmm. um, I'm w- I'm there with a couple buddies and we're just drinking beers like pregame and then we get in there and. Now we're watching this game, and God, our defense, man, is such, such <laughs> shit, dude. Like, legit. Belgium, just, they had, like, Hazard, like, Hazard and just, like, yeah. shooting on Tim Howard. Thank God for him. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have lost in the first half, right? But I remember just the environment and everyone doing chants the entire time. Mm-hmm. And I was hyped, man. My adrenaline was pumping, and I truly thought, I was like, dude, we could maybe beat Belgium if we get lucky here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Um, but that exposure, man, that's kind of what got me hooked in terms of, like, starting to follow the sport. Gotcha. Um, always had, like, the love to play, mm-hmm. but that was probably the, the moment where I was like, okay, there's there's something about this, man, that I'm beginning to understand. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was pretty much my story. Yeah. And you said Long Beach State, so before that, were you growing up in Southern California? No, so I'm from the Bay Area. Um, grew Bay Area. Up, yeah, 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 area. North Bay, <laughs> Sonoma County, Windsor. Shout out, Dubtown, just to be specific. Um, but and it's funny, like I'm a second generation Mexican. My my dad um, just didn't follow the sport, mm-hmm. you know. And I just I liked all the sports and teams that my dad liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so since he didn't follow football, yeah, 
you know, I, I didn't either. It wasn't a cool yeah, sport to follow. Yeah, until, man. I didn't know. And I'm not getting up at we, 6 a.m. to watch the NPL. We're in it, so we love it. But, yeah. like, in, like, bigger picture, like, it's still not the cool sport to follow, per se, right? It's becoming that. Depends on your definition of cool, Slim. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like the underground well, thing like, before they get popular. Yeah. That's the acid uh, taking skater. Like. Yeah. <laughs> you're hearing it all, man. What was that tweet it's about? It's like, why are all the MLS podcasters all Arsenal fans? And I think that's Who said some, that? It's because they're just the angriest and have the most shit to say. <laughs> 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 most bitter and sad. Guys, Come on, man. I'm, I'm here with you guys. I welcome you guys. What is this? No. What is no, this? I, I get attacked about a tweet that I don't even know about. It's the end of the year. We just got to get all of our grievances out, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All the shit we've been burying deep inside is coming out today. But Casey, you're from Orange County. Yeah, originally from Orange County. Um, grew up in Anaheim. Um, lived in Mission Viejo a little bit. But um, I never really connected with... I never felt like I was Orange County. So if people ask me, I would say I would identify more with SoCal. Um, all of my cousins that um, kind of influenced me on music, culture, fashion, they all lived in LA, or different parts of LA. So LA was always this like cool place to me. Like um, all the music I listened to was like Tupac, you know, Jazz and Corrupt, uh-huh. um, Ice Cube. Um, so LA and and the movies I like like Pulp Fiction, um, everything centered around LA. So like, I felt more connected with LA. And then the sports teams that I watched were Lakers, Dodgers. So they were LA. So I never really connected with the Angels or the Ducks, um, or the Chargers, or the Chargers. <laughs> um, but yeah, even it, it, there was always this fascination with LA. So to finally come out here and live here and work here, like that was one of the goals that I wanted to do while I was in Orange County, but always felt more connected with the, with with Los Angeles. But Vinny, you, I mean, NorCal people are all like telling us all how <laughs> good it is up there. But like you, Hello. why were you drawn to, to come down to school here? Why not go somewhere local? Um, well, so I was transferring out of the junior college in Santa Rosa and I was looking at state schools and I looked at San Francisco State, and if you guys have ever driven past that campus, it's like the most depressing thing ever. <laughs> it's just like, it looks sad. Um, so My mom went to one semester there, oh, yeah. and then dropped out. Exactly. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder why. Thanks, Mom. Case closed. Yeah. Um, and, and I had, um, what was it? followed a girl too a little bit too so that 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 influenced a lot but you know visiting down southern california which you know i've only only came down as a kid to go to disneyland a couple times maybe um but driving through we were going to do some college campus tours and it was going to be long beach state and cal state fullerton um and i remember just driving down pch uh through like seal beach huntington beach and looking at all these like small little beach towns, yeah. and I'm like, this. And what I want to say, the beaches in SoCal compared to NorCal, it's, it doesn't even compare. I mean, NorCal, it's the ocean. It's cold as like, super cold. You come down here, it's nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's safe to say it's the sea. Yeah. In NorCal, it's like the sea. You know, you like go out there and you're just like, wow. it's rocky. Yeah, you just want to yeah. see it from yeah. afar. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's too cold. It's just like a, it's like a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a like, drive by. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so I remember like, okay, this is, I, I could see myself living down here, especially mm-hmm. like Long Beach. Yeah. It had its own little like personality to it. Mm-hmm. I grew up listening to, you know, Sublime, Snoop Dogg, and then like knowing like that they came from Long Beach. That was a big part of it. But mm-hmm. I remember doing the, the campus tour and it was a lot of fun. Love, beautiful, beautiful campus. Um, went to Cal State Fullerton, which is where Sosa went. Yes, go um, Titans. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> so ingenuous. But Bruce, Bruce Bowen. Went to um, that campus tour, dude. And the day that I went and did the tour, we're walking around the entire campus, and it must have been like over 100 degrees, man. I'm sweating bullets. I'm like, dude, this sucks, man. I'm not, I'm not moving over here, man. It was too inland for me. So yeah. I'm like, all right, Long Beach State is the one. Um, and fortunately, I got accepted, and then side of Long Beach nice yeah and got to get away from home man I want to like fly yeah. out of the nest it's, it's yeah you that's the only way to build character is to leave mm. your nest in your bubble yeah exactly a lot of, a lot of nest bubble poppers <laughs> over here Josh <laughs> Spice do you agree did you feel like when you came out here you grew as a man uh, what a strange question to pose to someone. Yeah, uh, yeah sure. <laughs> yeah. This is where it happened. No. This is where it happened. Now we we're, we're, this is the deep pod stuff, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we already in it, man. <laughs> Honestly, I felt the same way. The same first time I saw PCH, I was like, I took a fucking um, a bus, the 720 bus from K Town to Santa Monica, just down Wilshire the entire time, and for you know 45 minutes to an hour and a half. And then you get to the very edge of it, and you see PCH, and you see the freaking the Ferris, sat- yeah, no, yeah the, the Ferris wheel, and then the Santa Monica freaking angel statue, and yeah. I'm like, Jesus, like, what is this place? Yeah, you know? and I think it, it does a number on you, man. You you have all these wild ideas about like settling down here, what's it look like when I'm nice and tan out here, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's become it's become such a such a home to me, and it's become a big part of who I am too. So I, I get you, man. I understand yeah. right where you're coming from. Someone who's also very proud of where he's from, but no, it's LA is something kind of cool and mystical about it but now that we're in it like we can all say like shit is work you know it's work to live oh, out yeah. here it's work yeah. to be it's a here grind, man. yeah would it be hard for either of you to return to your respective hometowns like to move like could you see that happening now having having experienced the southern side koreatown resident casey so how do you yes. want, how do you want to answer that question oh i i feel i feel at home and at peace and um but there's still this nostalgic piece where i want to go back um, I could see myself raising a family out there. Um, yeah, you can't raise a family, you know. Family man's so sad. I didn't see, I didn't see the family man. He's getting out. old. He's getting old. Yeah, he's getting, getting old. I'm getting old. Even though I don't want to have any kids. Ladies of the North End. <laughs> Finally, Casey's have looking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking. I'm taking. Oh, never oh, mind. Damn. It's on the record now, <laughs> baby. Go on. Yeah. He's I'm not looking. We'll let you know when that switches up. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe for updates. Send in some inquiries. Man, our cases are romantic, man. The first time we really kicked it, we went to Seattle, and um, he would just be playing Drake. <laughs> what was that song on loop? The freaking uh, the Lauren Hill, Hill Lauren Hill sample on that. It was uh, nice for what? Yeah, nice for what? It had just dropped. <laughs> yeah, it now just I can't dropped. listen to it. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> Why? It's tied like to one of our best memories yeah. together, Casey. What was that? Uh, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, yeah. We who, went to Seattle. who ended up going to Seattle? You went. Vinny I went. There, yeah. I went. Josh. That was Sam. There. Did you go? <laughs> you missed you missed our it's, entire it's fucking, fucking Drake experience. 2020. It's 2020, guys. Like it's 
In the past, leave it alone. So two years yeah. ago. You're like, why are you bringing up old shit like a pl- plumber? It don't matter when it's 2068, dude. Hey, We're gonna speaking, keep on bringing it up. Speaking of old shit, side note, no one can really listen to Drake's music. It sucks. What is the stop? It's good wow. in the what moment. Is up with it's your always good Drake in the moment. These it's days. always good in the moment. Everyone's like, oh, it's the new Drake song. You know what I've never heard someone say? Yo, did you listen to like that first, second Drake album again? Whatever. I hear that. People say that all the time. (laughs) Why am I so angry? I don't even like Drake that much. Yeah. No, it's just his hatred for Drake is unjustified. Because they're not classics. You can't not like the best I ever had. Best I ever had. Exactly. That was the worst fucking music video to that song I've ever played. You know what I mean? No one's actually listening to that song. Show me a person who's listening to that. I think Vinny's. One of those, yeah. I would say, like I mean, that Controller album or yeah, no views, views, from the views yeah. which a lot of people kind of hated on. But dude, honestly, I listen to a lot of songs from that. Song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna you lie. found your one, but yeah. that's like what? There's a lot of those. Dude. He's just not in the the, the realm of like Lotus, um, flying Lotus, like. or flying Lotus underground. Why are you coming at me? Like Low end. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't coming at you. Flying I was coming Lotus. at Drake. Yeah, Drake. Fuck you. You're trying to protect Drake. <laughs> You see, he's already wearing uh, LeBron's uh, son's high school. Uh. LeBron and... Uh, <laughs> was he wearing, really? Yeah. That's the most Drake move. Sierra yeah, Canyon. So I think they're going to be losing now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he finally yeah. he finally got one, though. So I think that, oh. that monkey's off his back. With the six, yeah. Yeah, with the six. Yeah. I mean, Vinny, you think you could go back to NorCal? Um, would you want to? Do you envision yourself making that return? You know... I get, you know, when I when I visit back home, you know, obviously miss my my family and, and friends from like high school and whatnot. But when I visit back home, like I'm there for let's I usually just go during Thanksgiving break or you know around this time, mm-hmm. and I'm there for like a week or so, and I'm like, man, I drive through the back roads, see the vineyards, the rolling hills, it's it's beautiful, it's mm-hmm. gorgeous. But dude, it's boring. It's fucking, <laughs> yeah. it's so boring, and it's just suburban area. Um, I need to be doing something all the time and at least have that accessibility where, mm-hmm. you know, I love, love live entertainment. So talking about concerts, um, comedy shows, yeah. I mean, the endless amounts of bars and clubs to hit <laughs> up, it's, it's ridiculous. Right. And, and so for me, it's like, this is the, the pace that I enjoy uh, and embrace. And, and maybe one day when I'm like, old. I can see, I can see myself maybe settling down up there, um, but you can't right hear now no more. It's your like, you yeah, know what? Right. The music's kind of, kind of done for me. Let's go. Yeah, I got a lot of hype yeah. in me already. So. <laughs> uh, but being down here, man, you know, in my twenties and enjoying enjoying this speed and the hustle, the grind. Yeah, I definitely yeah. appreciate it. But then, you know, the work hard, play hard mentality. I like to. Play hard too, man. Hell so, yeah, and man. this is the Come best on. spot to do it, I think. So. You on the right Vinny podcast, baby? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, your hey, fam. Where, uh, which part of town do you live in? Uh, I live in Echo Park. God, yeah. He's right in the nexus. The yeah. nexus. But he's he's a big reason I moved to K Town. So I was living in Redondo mm. Beach. Before. I originally lived in K Town. He lived in K Town yeah. when we both first started LAFC, and you know that drive to Redondo, you never see daylight. You don't see daylight in the morning. <laughs> Yeah. You don't see daylight when you get home, sure, so sure, sure. Uh, would hang out with Vinny a lot after work, and I really drew myself to to K Town. He lived right next to uh, what was that place called? Um, um, was it a restaurant? Or yeah, the restaurant. Um, Bun Shop. Yeah, he lived right next yeah. to Bun Shop. Bun Shop Fire. I got mm-hmm. like nine. I got like nine hundred point reward points. <laughs> <laughs> that's how much I've been there. Nine hundred buns, baby. That's what, <laughs> what Vinny's about. 
I love it. Yeah, delicious. That's why we talk about like LA. This is like LA centric, Los Angeles people centric podcast, right? And so you guys, who I mean, Casey, you're from the area, but not so so much LA. LA. Now that you guys are talking about this club, who is so tied to the city's history and identity right now, like what do you guys draw from, right? When you say this is the heart of Los Angeles and this is a club that's for the heart of the city and street by street, block by block, like what are you guys drawing from when you're trying to convince people to like join this thing? It's a good question. Sales um, manual, bro. <laughs> sales manual. <laughs> the script in front of me. Um, I think it's all about, you know, everyone's personal story. No two stories are the same. Mm. Um, you know, I drop back to kind of like my family and when they first got to L.A. in the in the 80s. And, you know, having that opportunity to be part of something from the beginning, it doesn't happen, I, I don't say, I don't think like ever. And this is probably the last organization or team that's going to be built from the ground up. Like every other team, like, has moved from other cities. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just draw from my personal stories, my family stories, and then just talking to people every day and yeah. knowing what they wanted, and we were able to co-create it all together. Um, it never that never happens like ever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, As people who ki- who kind of like wanted to come to LA and then came here, has your impression of the city itself changed? over time like was it were there things about for it that, sure. su- that surprised you that you didn't? for sure man like for me like come from norcal man like the first year that i lived in socal i i gotta admit i was like dude i don't know about this this is this is kind of a hard adjustment and reason being is just because there's some loud personalities out here man. where like in norcal it felt like everyone's just so nice <laughs> Y'all are mean out here. Y'all mean out here. No, but like you know, in NorCal, like if you make eye contact with somebody at the grocery store, you're like, oh hey, how's it going? <laughs> oh, it's like that in NorCal. Yeah, Cal? man. Oh, like, yeah, you, that, that weirds me. Like when I moved to Atlanta, yeah, and people would just like from eye contact start a conversation, I'd be like, like yo, I don't, I don't got anything now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and down here, I noticed it was like so much different. I'm just using that as like a particular example, but um, LA was. City that grew on me, um, and like for a lot of different reasons, man. But I think um, the personality, like the grind, the grit of the city, is kind of what drew me because that's kind of reflects my personality too a yeah. little bit too. So it was it was an adjustment, but it was made, and kind of I fell in love with it. Casey, did yours change? Even though you were so close by, like was it what you thought it would be, or did things surprise you? Um, yeah, I would, I would say, um, I definitely was surprised. Um, I, I didn't realize there was that many soccer fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's, I didn't either. Now that you say it. Yeah, you're right. That yeah. Surprising. It's there's, there's so many like expats. Mm. There's, uh, so many people that support, you know, EPL. It, 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 like I was just very surprised about that. And then. When I called you, like, I think wait, it was like. Wait, hold on. I want. I want to wait. I don't want to jump let's into talk about, it. Yeah, let's talk about the the call here in a little bit because I love that story. Yeah. I want to savor it. Yeah, we'll get into that after we get into your guys' journey into the LAFC world. Yeah, but yeah. but the one thing I did want to know, like, you know, were there things when you say you got surprised? 
in terms of like Sauger fans, were there were there other surprises like you know you go from living in suburban Orange County to like living in Koreatown? Yeah. Like the types of day that the day that you have, even like Redondo, those are like three different distinct <coughs> lifestyles. You know, like Orange County, Redondo, now Koreatown. Like, do you what do you like about it, or what do you miss about Redondo and and Orange County? Miss the beach. <laughs> you never get out there anymore? No, honestly. It's too far. It's too far. Like, I'm in my little bubble now. People like, that are in K-Town don't leave K-Town. There's so much. Everything's accessible. Like, I can walk to everything. Yeah. Public transit is awesome. Like, yeah. I never saw myself utilizing public transit this much. I, I take it to work now just because it takes me um, longer to drive to work because we park off-site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to taking the purple line three stops away save so much time um i i just i just love just like vinnie said like the accessibility of like entertainment sports concerts um big comedy guy so go to a bunch of the comedy shows there oh, for real? um nice. yeah I've, I've gone and i've seen like bill burr randomly show up or oh, kevin yeah. hart yeah, randomly show up i was there for like the a ten dollar show yeah, yeah. And i'm like this is not what i paid for <laughs> this is awesome um but now the closest you get to a beach is a date on Santa Monica somewhere. Yeah. You don't even hit the beach no more. You ain't hit the beach, you hit the pier. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, You're You're get your feet wet. Oh, Wait, what's your, what's, your, what's your local K-Town recommendations, man? We love hearing this as K-Town people ourselves. So when I, when I first moved to K-Town, I kind of had my routine. Like, I would always start at Escala. Nice. They have a nice little happy hour from, like, 3 to 7, mm. 3 to 6. Get a little Aguila beer. A little Aguila, a little uh, Aguardiente. It's a a Colombian spot. Yeah, Yeah, so it's a Korean guy who grew up in Colombia, right? Yeah, he grew up in Colombia. I think he grew up in Bogota, yeah. Yeah. So, and great music, great DJs there. So, stop. Yeah, Chino's the man. Um, Start there um, and then would walk towards um, Normandy Club. Okay. Mm. And then. After that, go to Break Room 86, uh-huh. yeah. and then end up at Brass Monkey. I like how Josh was asking for food recommendations. No, no, no. Was it food? No, no, no. Local homes. And I've been, I've been drunk at every single one of those, too. Yeah. So yeah. That, ladies and gentlemen, that. is the Casey Sosa Bar. <laughs> <laughs> but I love, okay, I love this idea about looking at someone in the eye at the grocery store and that starting a conversation. Um, we got an East Coaster living in the main house of where I live, and we talk about this all the time. She gets really freaked out, like whenever anyone talks to her in public. She's sure. like, "What do you leave me alone? Like, yeah, yeah. what's wrong with you?" You know. And I also understand and know like the Southern hospitality thing, where like everyone's talking to you, like mm-hmm. your family. Mm-hmm. What I think is interesting about LA is it's like it's somewhere in between those two things. It's not quite the East Coast, like get the fuck away from me. Yeah. yeah. And it's not the other one. It has to be. Like, something has to spark the conversation. Yeah. Like, it does just needs a little spark. Like, yeah. like something, <laughs> like a, a wallet just needs, or like the right shirt, the right, like, something. And then people are really friendly and yeah, really yeah. warm and really open. But it's not as simple as just, like, looking exactly. at something. And la- you know lately, I mean? it's been the LAFC cap. Yeah. 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 Not, exactly. not even lately, like, from, from day the start, one. Yeah. So, from like, the start. You, you've mentioned it before, like, it was so rare to see somebody at a hike or at smorgasbord or... Um, in K-Town with the LA hat and you would just either do the nod or you have a quick conversation 
how do you know about this? Like, I worked there, but how do you know about this? Yeah. Um, but like now, like I've sparked up so many conversations um, in LA, outside of LA because of this cap. And I think that's kind of like a icebreaker, yeah. I would say. No, yeah. I, I agree. And I, and I actually, I just want to say on LA's behalf, that's actually the best way. You know, you, mm. we don't, you gotta be assholes to each other, East Coasters. Like, <laughs> nobody needs to be treated all the time like family. It's like leave me the fuck alone sometimes. Right? <laughs> I'm not even I'm not even looking at you, you know, and you're yeah. getting talked to. LA's got the right balance, man. But when you're wearing that LA cap, you are family, dude, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I know, know, but that but that's like the right kind of yeah, icebreaker. Sure, or like, yeah. you know, you get into a conversation about something because there's a reason to rather than just even to even it. today I took the purple line back home from downtown to K-Town <laughs> and as I get on the bus <coughs> or on the train, I'm wearing this jacket. And this guy's like, sick jacket, man. Um, I love that team. And then he tells me that he's been like three months sober. Like, just on that same right. tag. Yeah. I, yeah. I haven't even said a word. Hey, it's a good transition. I haven't even said a word. And he told me, yeah, man, meetings have saved my life. I'm like, Yo. yeah, okay. Uh, did you go to the game? LAFC saving lives. Yeah, so. Crazy still pulling out his tap cards. He's like, I've been three three months, three years sober. Yeah, yeah, no, that's why, you know, because I have so much LAFC gear now. Like, mm -hmm. I'll see some guy, you know, working or on the street with a hat on, you know, and I'm like, fuck, I wish I was wearing something just so I could, he knows I'm not a creep. But usually <laughs> I, I'm fucking wearing something that, I, that has some LAFC something on. Yeah. So we just get together and we talk about some really crazy, like, deep level stuff. Yeah. Man. You get into some other than Casey, who's kind of a dick and says, Screw your sobriety, bro. I'm just no, gonna I did not right say now. that. I, I He's definitely like, you want to know about him. my bar curl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I will not tell him about. The little route. The little route. <laughs> if you're ever in K-Town, this is where you got to hit up. This is Josh, do you yeah, feel weird spots. about, do you got mixed feelings about wearing LAFC stuff to Clippers office? Or can you? It's actually pretty buttoned up, man. People are in suits or in like that like half vest with the Clipper logo. It's like Ooh, definitely yeah. not as cool as... Uh, like the, the little quarter zip. Yeah, you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. You know, yeah. it's co-bred in by like Columbia or yeah. something, you yeah. know, and it's like yeah, exactly. kind of nonsense. But like when... um, You don't see a Benchy there with his yellow Vans. No, no, yeah. High, with ben with high socks. High socks. Pants no, that's the pants that don't get down to the shoes. Exactly. It's <laughs> never that. Never that. It feels like I'm... I'm it's like I'm in, in Fidei, you know? It's like with the financial bros and stuff, so it's 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 a it's an interesting shift. But um, I got my Bob Bob Bradley bobblehead on my desk, so if people want to make a conversation, which turns out they don't with me right now, um, they, they, have, they have every opportunity to do so. Yeah, that's hey. why you're here, right? Yeah, yeah. this is a call out to the Clipper Nation who <laughs> yeah. work at the office. Talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> you need to. And on that note, I think we're gonna have these guys eat their postmate delivery, which they just got. First time ever having a Popeye's chicken sandwich. We'll so let you know how it is after the, the challenge break. is real. We'll be right back. <laughs> We're back here with FCFC Pod here with Casey and Vinny. <coughs> Sorry. Salute. <laughs> And we're talking, uh, we love the LAFC origin story, but I, I know these guys next to me are um, big sports fans, even if they were in big soccer soccer supporters growing up. But I just kind of rephrase the question to be, knowing how important titles are, knowing how important winning with your team, and you've probably seen your fair share in growing up and loving the teams that you do, like where does LAFC's success now compare now that you're working with the organization? Like what does it mean to see LAFC win? LAFC 
NFC win compared to like like if the Dodgers won one or the Lakers won one or if when the if the Cowboys won one for you, Vin? Yeah. Oh man, like that's that's a good question. I I think I'm probably more invested than I would be for the Dodgers or the Lakers, and that's really weird for me to say right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I that I would care more for a soccer team than the two teams I was like raised on. Just knowing the uh I don't have kids. I don't know if I'll ever have kids, but like this is the closest thing for me. Um, seeing it as an idea, to seeing a packed stadium, to seeing the success on the pitch and off the pitch and in the community. Um, I, I'm, I'm so invested in this that I think I would put LAFC championship right now over a Lakers and Dodgers right now. I, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I would be happier just knowing, like, all the work that we all put in, all of us here sitting at this table, and how much joy it's going to bring to everybody and how much these memories that you're going to remember. Like, I still remember, like, the, the Lakers uh, three-peat with Shaq and Kobe and watching those games with my dad. Um, and then even the Pau Gasol with my close friends. Like, mm-hmm. those those watch parties that we would have, like, I those and going to the parades, like, I just remember the joy that I got being in those shoes so I can only put myself in the fan shoes and how much joy you guys are going to have and how much we're all going to have yeah. um, because we've been there from the beginning, 2015, selling the dream. So mm-hmm. um, I think I'm going to rank that at number one. Yeah. Dodgers number two because I've never seen them win my mm-hmm. whole lifetime. Yeah. But I, I feel like – and the Lakers, I, I feel something coming with uh, – AD yeah. the best team in the league. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little cheat code for this season. No big. Yeah. But that's why I think um, you just mentioned Parade, and I just saw a lovely video that our friends in Atlanta published around their parade last Ooh. season. But um, just how important is that, like, going to the parade and seeing that and, like, what's what's the feeling of being at a championship parade? Because I don't think I've actually been to one. Like, what's it like to just be there in the middle of a city celebrating a sports team? Like, What's that mean to a city? Yeah, so when the Lakers I celebrated, I don't know if it was their first or second one with Pau Gasol uh-huh. being on the team, um, me and my friends from Mission Viejo, we got in at UConn, packed that thing up with like about 10 people. Yeah. We got to Figueroa like around 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, to get a good spot Jeez. and be able to see Kobe and the team lift the trophy. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it moved to the Coliseum and they had 100,000 people watch watch the lakers team come out and bring the trophy um so that that feeling was just like i've been with this team even though we don't play even though i'm not they don't have like a supporter group or a fan group but just being there through the journey and being able to have that joy of like we did this together that was me like from that lens but like this is more interactive this is more there's a co-creating aspect of it and the connection with us and the fans is like I've never seen anything like this anywhere else I I don't think the Lakers have this kind of connection the Dodgers don't the Raiders don't it's not easy to not easy to that's wild Cowboys or LAFC victory Vinny so I mean (laughs) on the spot I'll put it LAFC for sure and I'll tell you why so Cowboys always been my number one team across all sports growing up, man. I was – I didn't even have a choice. Like, my grandpa's from Texas, El Paso. 
So therefore, my entire dad's side of the family is all Cowboys fan. Smith. Irvin, yes. Aikman, Aikman, Deion <laughs> Sanders. Prime Come on, time. Prime time. Come on. Well, it's... you didn't think I knew about NFL shit? <laughs> Come <Yeah>. at me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, speaking speaking on that, so Cowboys have actually won three Super Bowls in my lifetime. Now I was born in '91. They won Super Bowl '92, '93, and then '95. <laughs> so <laughs> so, immediate success. So yeah. I remember nothing. You know, <laughs> what I remember is us like having a disappointing season. They actually taught me how to lose <laughs> they like how to like okay yeah thanks tony Romo. be disappointed yeah. right thanks yeah right um but i'll tell you exactly why i see because it goes to our first ever game and it was in seattle sam yeah seattle sam is in the house yeah. so but he was not in that house was not in that house so we were actually in the same house we were in the same house yeah we could say that so going up to seattle <laughs> For the first game, I remember walking into, um, I forget the name of the stadium that the, the Seattle plays. CenturyLink. CenturyLink, CenturyLink. So, obviously, <laughs> it's it's for the Seahawks, but, I mean, Sounders can fill that that mm. bad boy. And since it was the home opener, they still had 42,000 fans and whatnot show up. So, it's, it's a big stadium. I remember walking in and just, like, peeking through and seeing the uh, – big scoreboard with our logo on it mm-hmm. no. yeah. dude i got chills man i was just like the first time i saw our logo on it, i'm like this is real we're we're a fucking real club finally with there <laughs> like understand like this is two years of me and Casey sosa here selling the dream yeah with no players or coach or anything for like a good year and a half and and now we're like we're finally real. We're yeah. we're here to play a, a real we're game. Real. Yeah, we're finally real. Man. It's on the jumbotron. Man. Yeah, it's on the jumbotron. Can you believe this shit? All right, so <laughs> I uh, so I walk in, man. If you guys remember the game, man. Obviously, we had what five hundred plus supporters to yeah. show up to that game. Up in the three hundreds. In the yeah. three hundred section, up in the corner, right? It's cold. It's mm. brisk. It was my first time in Seattle. It's rainy, um, but. Two minutes into into the, into the match, I remember there was a there was a cross to Latif Blessing, Latif Blessing. hit the diving header, yeah. and it was straight off the post. Yeah. And I screamed so loud, I lost my voice right there. <laughs> two, mi- two minutes in, I lost my voice, man. And um, watching this game, man, you're you're on the edge of, of your seat because there was probably so many different chances where Seattle could have just put away a goal, yeah. and they did at one point, but it was an offside. And so going through this match, it was, it was just like, dude, if we walk out with like a tie, that'd be a success. Yeah. Um, us being up one zero after Diego Rossi scored, and I was just like, oh my god, no beauty. way, beauty, yeah. man! Yeah. Like people are freaking out, dude. Like almost, almost the tears, right? They were definitely tears. No, they were definitely they were definitely tears, tears yeah. right? Well, how do you know? <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, man! I heard about it. Uh, we're, gonna I get, see. we're gonna get into your bar crawls later. <laughs> I <Yeah>. see it. <laughs> um. All right, so I'll put it this way. Once the final whistle blew for our first ever game, this is just a win. It's not even a chip or anything, man. <laughs> but the first blue, once once the final whistle blew, um, I couldn't help but come into tears. Yeah. And um, I've never cried of pure joy, <laughs> happiness in my life. In my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means I've never experienced this. And I remember it's like seeing on movies, it was just like <laughs> watching sports, and I see people crying because they're so happy. I'm like, how the hell, how the hell are you crying right now, dude? <laughs> the notebook. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand that. <laughs> the notebook. Yeah. The no- <laughs> so, this, this, 
this whole story that we've been creating and, and communicating to everyone for two years finally coming to reality, seeing that we're a real club and we're playing in like, oh shit, we're good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're good enough to beat Seattle right now. So, and the fact that I started like just coming into tears, man, and I remember my dad was there and he's like, like, proud of you, son. Like, you, you know, you, you helped build this, man. Wow. And I was like, I couldn't stop freaking crying, man. And like, if you see, we took a picture right after that. My, my eyes are like still red, and I'm like, yeah, let's go. Um, it's a great, it's a great photo. But I gotta say, man, just like a, a win like that for just a regular season game, first ever match. The fact that I got that happy for the first time in my life, I, I like, yeah, sob. Yeah. Um, there's no doubt that LAFC is number one out of any of my teams. I mean, it'd be nice to see the Cowboys win the Super Bowl fucking once, but um, I don't know, man. There's, there's nothing that could compare. And being that close, like, two years in a row, like, just smelling what a As of trophy. As right now, it's the, the L.A. sports story, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, get get the there Dodgers. really close, and whoever beats us or eliminates us is probably going to win the championship. It's a Dodger and LAFC thing right now. Didn't the Rams do that, too? They were in the Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They got there at least. But so let's dial back the dial back the clock, man. Now mm. we know what it means to you. I want to know the first time you both heard about LAFC oh. <laughs> and a little bit of the origin story of how you got involved. I yeah, know, I know sure. a little bit about Casey's, but maybe Vinny, we could start with you. Sure, sure. So, um, so upon graduation at Long Beach State, I. Um, you know, I didn't know, like most seniors graduating, didn't know what the hell I'm going to do after. Um, I had some sales experience, and I dabbled in, like, maybe doing some insurance sailing. And I knew within, like, a couple days, I was like, nope, don't want to do this. Yeah. It was just too stuffy and whatnot. So I decided at the time, I was like, okay, I want to do something that I'm very passionate about. And sports was one of them. So I was like, I got to get a job in sales in sports somehow and unemployed for like you know a few months my full-time job was looking for a job (laughs) (laughs) living in LA Um, and I found out about this program called the National Sales Center it's like ran by Major League Soccer Uh, essentially it's a program where it's it's in middle of nowhere Minnesota it's like Blaine Minnesota it's actually where Minnesota United used to play when they were a USL team Mm. And I heard about this program. What they did was like a three to five month program. Essentially, they, they teach you the sales process. You sold for different MLS clubs, um, like whatever they needed to be sold. And depending on your results there, you could potentially get an interview with an MLS club. Whoa. Now, circle back, this is you know, August 2015. I had applied and I had gotten accepted, and I was stoked, man. Uh, I'm a Cali kid at heart, so I'd never been anywhere east of Vegas. <laughs> like east like nowhere man and so <laughs> made a road trip out of it went with the fam and we just like drove all the way to minnesota along the way and wow. knowing yeah and knowing that i was like okay i'm going into this program and i could potentially end up with any mls club like if i do good i could get an interview with any mls club mm-hmm. and then start my career really um now being out in minnesota cool place i guess um <laughs> but uh you know after after a couple months or so, being the Cali kid I am, I'm like, dude, get me back to California uh-huh. immediately. And 
And at the time, man, the, <coughs> the only two teams that were out here were the Galaxy and, and San Jose Earthquakes. And but, like, but LFC had been announced by that time? So they at that announce, they had been announced that they were a club. And I was just getting myself engulfed with with the entire MLS and what what's going on. But I knew LAFC wasn't going to start playing until 2018. And you weren't following the league at that time, really? Like no, I just started. I just yeah. started getting into it, right? Because I was like, oh, I got a job with the MLS. I better figure out what the hell they're doing, right? So, <laughs> what, uh, what am I selling? Right? Yeah, yeah, what's going on here? It's not real estate. Um, MLS. <laughs> and so at the time, I was like, okay, I got to get back to California. Um, and I knew about LAFC. They had announced they're like, hey, what color should we be? They're tweeting stuff on, on Twitter and everything. But since they're starting in 2018, I thought there'd be no chance in hell that they'd be hiring anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sure enough, they were, and uh, they decided to you know interview a few of us. I was at the top of the leaderboard at the time. Hell yeah, man. we only yeah, got winners so on the podcast, yeah, yeah. baby. Out of Minnesota, out of Minnesota, man. With like, you're just like, I want to get out of here so badly that I'm gonna run up the score. Yeah, I mean, I it was just like you have to be one of the top producers if you want to have, first of all, like if you're gonna be a top guy, you have a more of a chance to like flexibility in terms of where you want to go. Mm. And how and, do you be a top guy? Like, what does it take? What do you got to do here? Dude, it's it's really like it's a lot of determination. I mean, we're working. You're working Monday through Friday, or Monday through Saturday, really. Um, and you live with the the people that you work with in this dorm. So it's like, oh, yeah. So you live with them. You work with them. You have dinner and you go back and hit the phones. MLS sales. And so hit the phones. Hit the phones. That's like exactly what I'm seeing in yeah. my mind right now. Just exactly, man. It's non-stop. Hitting phones. Bam, 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 bam. Non-stop, man. And it's funny because like when I first started. I was probably the third to last person to get a sale. And like, there's a lot of pressure, man. When you're, and they have the leaderboard up there, they're like, people yeah, ringing yeah. the bell. You're like, shit, why can't I sell anything, <laughs> dude? And so it took me a little bit to, to catch on. But once I got my rhythm, man, it was kind of unstoppable. Um, and so I climbed my way up to the top. And I remember getting a getting an interview. And Spencer Ambrosius was like the manager at the time. And he was, looking for what apparently he was looking for an energy guy someone who could bring bring the hype to to the culture and whatnot so that was that was definitely me man because like <laughs> i'm in you know in minnesota with everybody there like we're all in the same we're in the trenches together so like i'm celebrating everybody's wins like we start doing handshakes with each other like definitely bringing the energy uh and in, and definitely helped that i was top of the board and then sure enough like thinking that hey like they just interviewed three of us they're a brand new club. They need to fill their sales team. I thought all three of us were gonna get the job. Yeah. I'm like there's no doubt. Why wouldn't they? Right. But they only hired one, and I ended up being the guy. Hey. And I was dude ecstatic, of course, because like now I'm thinking like, okay, LAFC would have been my number one choice if if I knew they were hiring from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, reason being is because like I didn't know too much about the club. But I knew about the opportunity, which is how often are you gonna get the chance to start with an organization from its inception, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we're talking two years before they play, um, plenty of opportunity to to grow within the club. And I had friends that li- I established like a network of friends in LA too. And so for me, be able to come back, yeah, was just oh man, this is what I'm talking about. This is I'm like I couldn't so you have get, you get this job and you're in Minnesota. Yes, like man. It's snowing I'm, cold outside. Dude, it is freezing out there. <laughs> and, you get, and you're on the phone getting the news, or you send yeah. an email. Well, so he, Spencer's supposed to be the one who tells me, mm. but the one of the managers at the national sales program can't help herself because she's like, I, mean, I, I, 
got to tell you. <laughs> I'm like, what's up? She's like, you're getting a job with LAFC. And I'm like, what the? Like, I'm freaking out, man. I'm like, oh, like my God. getting adopted. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, no way. There's no way that this is happening, man. And so I already knew, like, of course, like, like the professional thing is to be like, you know, get the offer and be like, I'm going to take 24 hours to really, like, consider this. I mean, I'm like, nope, give me this. I, this is where I want to get me out of here right now. And I'm, I'm looking at flights. I'm, I'm looking at yeah, yeah, yeah. The, paperwork, the paperwork. I ended up driving back still because I drove my car out oh, there, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Which, um, which was like a journey within itself, man. I'm telling you, like these icy roads and driving in a Hyundai Elantra like, with no chains, If I can just get back, <laughs> we're good. Um, but wow. really, that's how um, I ended up getting the job, man. And I came back to, out to LA. It's funny, my I had a couple friends or a few friends, three friends who had their apartment together and I had lived there previously, um, but they didn't like one of the other roommates. So they kicked her out specifically so I could move in. <laughs> and this is the Cape Town spot, which ended up being like- What a shark, man. Yeah, yeah. man, like, yeah. Shack. like yeah. 10 Hitting minutes. Hitting the phone, stealing the rooms back. Stealing the rooms, yes, <laughs> collecting security deposits. <laughs> so, <laughs> appreciate it. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, that's what ended up happening. Came back out here uh, and Eventually, like day one, is how I met Casey Sosa. Wait, um, let, let me, I'm gonna interrupt you right there. Then yeah. now we're gonna find out the the Casey version yep. of how he gets to the point where he meets you. Yeah. Casey, when, when before, first... before that, can I just say something? Yeah. It's the alcohol talking right now. But this is why we fucking win, okay? You know how fucking excited I was when you're saying I got LAFC. Like that's I got. I'm like, can I buy another pair of season tickets right now? Yeah. <laughs> like it's like that's a story in itself. It's like I got my first choice. LAFC is your first choice, ladies and gentlemen sitting at home. I'm fucking app, man. What do you want yeah. me to do, dude? I'll run through a fucking wall. Hit the yeah. phones, Josh. Oh, yeah. Hit the Let's phones. go. Let's go. Hey, Make so a FCFC, call. FCFC, FCFC needs some help. Josh, we're gonna get excited <laughs> about that. Hit the I'm phone. I'm on the, the charity phone Casey. lines, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Well, the Sorry other guy made uh, Atlanta United, right? Yeah, the guy I was like back and forth with Joe Jackson. Like he was, I was, we were very close. Um, and I was kind of bummed that he didn't get the the job too. Mm. But he ended up getting a, a role with Atlanta United. Nice. And ended up being one of the top producers, not only for them but in the entire league too. So like, him well, and yeah, I they got a lot more stuff. tickets. Is he still out in Atlanta? No, he's actually um, like, he works for like UC like Santa. Barbara or something like that, and, or I don't know, one of the Pac-12 Pac schools are out here, um, doing director of their college team. Like essentially, okay. he helps put together the director of like operations there now. That's so dope. he he's on the on the actual football player side of things, player operations, which is what he had wanted to do in the first place because he played in college and whatnot, Oregon. Gotcha. But he was a Bay Area kid like myself, so him and I were just always getting high. You gotta be like kind of famous if your name is yeah. like Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, that's a famous ass name. <laughs> Casey, let's break it down, man. I want to so hear the so. first time you you heard about LAFC. Yeah, so um, kind of rewind a little bit more. Um, Further, I, I would say um, when I went to Cal State Fullerton, the school that Vinny declined to go to. <laughs> um, it's too hot out there. It's, it's very hot out there. Um, I was very undecided on what I wanted to do. Um, so went the natural like business administration route. Um, ended up going to a Laker game um, from a, a, a friend that gave me like a couple of tickets to like against the Raptors. And as I walk into Staples Center, there's a couple of um, workers that work for LAFC, uh, for, <laughs> for the Lakers that ask, hey, do you guys play basketball? Mm. I'm like, uh, 
kind of, you know, I can shoot a hoop. Uh, they're like, would you guys be interested in participating in some of the uh, halftime and uh, pregame activations? Uh, so <laughs> my buddy um, ended up doing some type of promotion between the first and second quarter with like Delta Airlines. Ended up winning a, a trip to like Cabo and Seattle based off like shots he made. Um, every destination, every shot represented a destination. So, Damn. but I don't think he ever claimed it. Yeah. But you gotta pay I, the taxes on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he decided not to move forward. What but the hell? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Not sure why. Um, mystery there. Um, but I ended up having to do. Mystery for a cheat. Cheat, cheat. We'll have to ask Pedro about that. Um, Shout out Pedro. Vote for Pedro. Vote for Pedro. <laughs> um, so between the third and fourth quarter, so his his thing was at halftime. So halftime, everyone's at the bathroom or getting another beer. Mm. Um, mine was between the third and fourth quarter <coughs> while the game's still happening, and I did the half court shot mm -hmm. that was presented by Aria um, Resort. Resorts. Yeah. yeah, I think now it's MGM or some uh -huh. other uh, Vegas casino. And before that, I called my dad, who plays basketball, like pick up basketball on the weekends. I'm like, hey, like, I just got picked to do the half court shot. Any <laughs> advice? He's like, yeah, aim further than you think it is because uh -huh. it is further than you think it is. <laughs> um, so I get on the, the court. I look to my left. I see Jack Nicholson Shit. with his grandson. Um, look a little bit further, and I see Pau Gasol, Lamar. Kobe like looking at me on the court as I'm about to shoot the <laughs> shot and I'm like usually I'm looking at them <laughs> the other side and all right here we have Casey from Orange County for 85k mm -hmm. if I made that shot mm -hmm. um so took my dad's advice shot it a little bit further than I thought it was mm -hmm. hit the back of the rim and it bounced out oh. um, so did not Get the 85k, 85, um, but my second chance. And now was that's why he works at LAFC. And, <laughs> and the more of the story. Now my LAFC. Um, no, and then um, got to do a three-point shot, and that was like a three-night stay at the Aria. Uh -huh. Made that. Uh -huh. Whoa, and Casey. got to go to uh, cold-blooded out here, dog. <laughs> Shit. Um, but like two, two yeah. weeks, two weeks later, a USC student made it. Uh -huh. And won like 110k. I'm like, that guy does not need. Because <laughs> USC, he doesn't need. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. he's fine. Sorry, you have money. When I finished that, I'm getting courted by the LA, the Lakers rep, and I'm like, hey, like, what do you do for work? Like, what's your title? What'd you go to school for? Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, I did sports marketing. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, just knowing me as a sports fan, getting to do this, I'm gonna remember this. I'm gonna be talking about this forever. Yeah, yeah. Like, how how can I do that as a job? And then kind of connected with her and she told me like this is what i did yeah, so yeah. after that monday come back i'm like talk to my counselor i'm like hey i want to work in sports yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. um so ended up doing like minor league baseball ended up uh having a startup company like a social network for radio um while i was bartending on the side mm -hmm. and ended up getting to move to redondo while i was bartending in manhattan beach and i'm like this is great i'm bartending in south bay it's fun it's good money but i'm like at the end of the day like i'm not doing what i want to do is work in sports or entertainment yeah um check teamworkonline.com which is like a sports job board that most of the teams post their jobs mm -hmm. and saw los angeles football club there was rumors of like the raiders the chargers the rams coming to back LA. to la yeah. since 2015 before anything got announced mm -hmm. 
and I automatically thought it was NFL. I'm like, this could be cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a soccer fan, so I saw Los Angeles Football Club, yeah, and it was just the hilarious. red and white logo. So I was like, apply. And you then, thought the Raiders were rebranding. Yeah, this is my, here, this is my favorite thing. I yeah. love this in case you told me. So I, I honestly didn't know it was soccer, and then I got a call from, like, one of the recruiters wow. and like, hey, like, we looked at your resume, like, asked me a couple questions, did a little quick interview, um, and then hung up the phone and I looked it up. And I'm like, oh, it's not football. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's football, football, football with your feet. And I'm like, like I said before, I didn't know the sport. Like, I, TV didn't do it justice, mm-hmm. yeah, as you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just had like, I was an avid like World Soccer, World Cup soccer fan when when it's on. So. Looked yeah, it up a little bit. Catfish, yeah, I, got, I definitely I got <laughs> catfish. Yeah. So wild. they had about a couple hundred people apply for this job, and they invited forty of us to the uh, Hilton at in Pasadena near the Rose Bowl. So forty of us on a Saturday morning at like seven thirty a.m. Damn, they treat it like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> uh, Here's your box of knives. <laughs> So they, the first couple hours were like an introductory of like the ownership group, the vision, Rich. That was the first time I had ever met Rich and hyping up the club, obviously, but didn't have all the assets he has now. But um, I was like, oh, I was learning more and more about the club as I was sitting there. And then um, after we got the introductory recap on that, we kind of did sales role play with other people that were applying for this position or positions and then we did group interviews and then at lunchtime it was like a basketball tryout uh, out of those 40 names you saw 20 names on a projector screen oh shit <laughs> and those 20 mind you were all wearing suits i just bought brand new shoes um those 20 had to go to the u.s versus mexico gold cup match final at the Rose Bowl in October and we were out there um, talking to fans having them complete surveys and based off the uh, interactions based off our interactions with them and the number of surveys we got those 20 10 of them got invited back for interviews the the next day 7 a.m. and then out of those 10 only four of us got hired so I was one of the four wait back up it was five at force, yeah. My wait, bad, back yeah. up because I want to talk about the Thunderdome as I always think of it. Because when Casey first told me the story about like running around trying to get the, the it was like the Apprentice. It's just it's crazy to me. Like it's I've never it applied to the type apprentice. of the, a type of job where it was just like Thunderdome status like yeah. right away. And I know that like in my head I know that's like the way that like sales kind of work in some ways. And like you're saying like hitting the phones and ringing the bell and all this stuff. But it's like okay, so you're in this room with 40 and it goes to 20 like what what happened in what how did people get sussed out and how good did you feel about like your chances of making it on there so i think the difference maker for me i sat in the front that's it <laughs> that's it no i'm just kidding not well i sat in front and then uh spencer who he mentioned was running it was our sales manager mm-hmm. once we got hired he was in the front running the room and I was sitting up in the front name tag and he kept using my name as like a an example and he just kept using my name and I kept getting like re- reference to yeah. um, 
So number one was like sitting in front, which I never do. I always sit in the back for anything. And nothing, nothing that day made you want to sit in the front. You just happened to sit there. Yeah, I just happened to sit there. Yeah. I, 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 it was fate. I don't know. It's I fate, just, yeah. I would, I would. If there was a seat in the back, I would have sat in the back. Yeah. Uh, sat in the front, and then I always made sure to like connect with them during our breaks, mm -hmm. and then was trying to be as outgoing as I could be. Um, and try to stand out as much as I could. Um, Man, that's so stressful. I can't imagine. Because there's no, like, metrics for, like, you don't even know if you're doing a good job. No. They're just going to be half of you removed here. <laughs> like yeah, so it was, like, role play. It was group interviews. Yeah. Um, so the numbers weren't in our favor, I would say. And then how, how long after that was the game? that you guys So that was at noon. We found out. We had we got lunch. Uh -huh. I think they we went to go get lunch. And then when we got back from lunch, we knew the names. Uh -huh. Um so they're like, all right, those 20 have to go to the Rose Bowl uh, with a bunch of drunk USA fans. Like right now, like today. Like in an hour. Here's your yeah, parking pass. That's what I love. So that, that's a key moment here, people, all right? <laughs> Holy it's shit. Like, <laughs> you went out for like a, I don't know, you just thought you were going to a hotel, right? You didn't know. Yeah, that wasn't part of the agenda. <laughs> this is like also hazing. <laughs> There's yeah, like a yeah. part of this that's just like, what do you LAFC knows how to put on a show. So, man. yeah, so you go crazy. and you in your suit, right? Yeah, so brand new suit that I bought just for this interview, brand new uh, shoes, oh and it's God, 100 degree fun. weather in October. <laughs> and everyone's wasted. Everyone's cold. wasted. And, <laughs> and it's not like paved it, parking lots. No, it's all you've been there. Yeah. And shit. yeah. So he's fucking up his new shoes is what he's trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying, Sam. Jeez. So um, that's why yeah. you brought it up so yeah. many times. <laughs> he's like, guys, I just got these fucking shoes. <laughs> so... And then trying to approach people at tailgate. Yeah. Imagine people trying to talk to you during... Yeah, to fill out a survey hey man, in like a suit. For a team that's not known yet. Yeah. The logo wasn't even out yet. All I had was the ownership group, so... And what does the survey say? Just you looking for the <coughs> email address? It was just like, hey, like, um, how often do you go to games? Who do you go with? Where do you like to sit? Mm -hmm. um, who's your favorite team? And like a chance to win something. Rich is uh, fucking twisted, man. Like Jesus, that's, that, that's a freaking experiment he put out there. Um, but so, so this, you weren't, you weren't, you didn't have a. This is your first gig. I had just learned about LAFC an hour ago, and I have to. Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is a man who thought this was a football team, yeah. like that's a wild. few days before that. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's next crazy, day, man. well, we had these one-on-one -on -one interviews, and then out of those. 20, 10 got chosen to do these one-on-one -on -one interviews, uh -huh. and they hired five of us. And the twenty, uh, the ten were chosen also based on like how many surveys you collected. It was day? a number of like different Con factors. Okay, different like, factors. Yeah, so number of surveys, number of. Uh, and Jeff was out there, right? Yeah. Jeff so Huber. Jeff Huber. Shout out to Jeff Huber. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to be a future yeah. podcast. He's a current. Sure. You'll see him at the sideline uh, during the games now. He moved over to the team management side. Right? Yeah. yeah. So he was one of the original six with me and Vinny, and then. Uh, Sebastian Rivas, yeah. who's, you guys know is now with the Dodgers. Sebastian, yeah, yeah. Baby. baby boy. Looks oh, just, shoot. Looks just like him. Nice. Yeah. Um, Tori Trinkeller, who's with the Niners. 49ers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think, and then Ashley Wanderson, who's. Uh, she was late. She was late coming. But rewind a little bit because they hired the five, mm. right? They hired the five. And I believe from the stories that I hear, it was like you and. Yeah, so like a, a week or two weeks before we started, like we're like, hey, let's get to know each other. We went <coughs> to um, now defunct Pink Taco at the Century City Mall uh -huh. to like have drinks and food and like let's get to know each other before like formally knowing each other at work. And 
it was the five of us that got chosen from that Rose Bowl gauntlet. Yeah, the <laughs> um, Thunderdome. So we had a whole little group text going, and then um, unfortunately one of those people out of the five did not join us, and because they met Vinny or saw Vinny, yeah, so they ended up talking to me apparently and decided <laughs> they're gonna hire this kid from that was working at this program in Minnesota. <laughs> To come in you just say Minnesota, Minnesota. Like you lived out there. I did, man, for a few months. I get it. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't you know? Oh, yeah, don't you know? Um, but so they decided to bring me on in, I mean, in, in place of this other person, which mm. was kind of crazy. Um, oh, wow. So that, that was the reason. That so how you I ended took up someone's room and someone's job yeah, yeah. when you came on here? You're <laughs> a fucking dick. They, I mean, you don't have to name this person, but they no. just, what happened? They, they got... They not bat booted for some reason. Not sure what the exact know. reason was. Um, like we won't name this person, but like kind of full circle. I now I'm a manager. Like I, I'm in a hiring position. I ended up interviewing this same exact person this this year, and like Whoa. she told me the story, and I'm like, oh, wait, man. are you who I think you are? <laughs> That's yeah. Wild. It's kind of crazy, oh man. God. I mean, so full circle. Did you hire her? No. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. She lost it twice? No, no, no. <laughs> but that's great. So that's great. Because I was, I was wondering this whole time, like, how the hell everyone in the Thunderdome, all these people are getting hired, but, like, this yeah. guy's going to get plucked from Minnesota somehow. Yeah. So this I mean, he, was, he went through the trenches. I know, a different yeah. kind of trenches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you guys had so one trenches. strong yeah. day of, like, oh, hell. One day <laughs> in hell. I was in Minnesota. For <laughs> <laughs> Really cold, guys. Well, that's yeah. the Fab Five, man. That's the first, the the first OGs yeah. on, on the sales squad to come through. Yeah, so we were the there pre pre crest, and then uh, January eighth, I believe, is when the crest got launched, along with Will Ferrell being announced as a new owner. Um, and then the next day after we launched our crest, uh, the Rams decided to come back to town. <laughs> so it's like imagine like a someone that left you. For 16 years and decided to come back mm-hmm. yeah that was the rams at that at that moment but we were, we're like oh we got this badass logo we just got wolf Ferrell. we have all this buzz mm-hmm. and, they just and then it. rams next day we're like hey we want to come back yeah <laughs> um so we were facing a lot of uh objections just like the confusion that i, I had when <laughs> i applied hey uh casey calling from los angeles football club Oh, the Rams! You guys are back in town. So like, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we're we're the soccer team. Oh, no, oh, the uh, the Galaxy. Galaxy. <laughs> no, no, um, the other one. We're a brand new team. Oh, the Chivas. <laughs> no, 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 not, not that one. We're a brand new team. You know, we have this great ownership group. About to build the stadium. So, these were like our first four or five sentences, trying to overcome just to even introduce ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> that's wild. That's yeah. funny. I mean, this is this is a question I have because. Um, so my little sister works in sales, and she said that when it all clicked together, she had to turn into kind of a different person. Like she realized, like that being nice is not necessarily valued in that world. And so for you guys, selling this new club, and like I know how hard you guys work, I know how hard you guys hit the phones. Like, what does it turn into for you to sell this dream, as you said before, right? And you're facing all this opposition with like, you're not Rams, you're not Galaxy, you're not Chivas. What the hell are you? Like, what did you have to? Did something take over to become something new, or did you guys feel like this was just kind of a natural progression of who you guys already were? Yeah, I mean, um, really, like, think about it. Like, all we had was the ownership group, we have the name, 
Um, we have the location of where our stadium is going to be. Still wasn't approved. I mean, yeah, technically yeah. wasn't mm-hmm. approved yet, but we were telling them it was going to be a hard part <coughs> of Los Angeles. Hell yeah. Right by downtown. Um, and renderings of Yeah, and renderings of what, pictures. The, what the stadium was going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, given that, like, we had the story. So a lot of this came with, like, connections. So I remember hearing Casey Sosa on the phones talking to somebody like, well, who's your favorite, you know, football team, soccer team? Mm-hmm. Oh, Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Okay. So l- let me ask you, if you had the opportunity to go back to before Barcelona ever became a club and, be, and actually started, Fuck. and you get to say, I've been there from day one, would you, like, was that something that you would do? And they're like, well, hell yeah. Duh. <laughs> well, that's what we're doing here with LAFC. First of all, how many times has an expansion club, or in recent years, right, started from scratch mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. stadium in Los Angeles, and you're an Angelino, and you're, you know, this might be, like, you have all these things I we mentioned earlier with, like, live entertainment, tons of, you know, sports teams and whatnot, but it seemed like there was just, like, this little piece missing. Yeah. And it's the football culture. Casey mentioned how many football fans are out here just, like, longing for this connection for a club. And talking to fans who are even soccer fans who, like, yeah, well, I just follow the Galaxy because that's what we got. Eventually, there's been a lot of people jumping ship there onto what we're doing. So telling this story about, all right, you know, believe us, we're backed by people like Peter Goober, you know, Henry Nguyen, Tom Penn, I mean – and at the Will time, Ferrell. the Warriors were yeah, uh, in the finals Warriors. and the Dodgers were in the yeah. World Series. So and and like Peter on with the Dodgers, and it was like everything he touched was gold. Yeah. And so you knew it was like it was working for a startup company, um, knowing that the startup company was going to be successful right. based off. And, but you're telling this story to people, and it was like, okay, I get what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the people who were convinced and like, all right, I'm, I'm down to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. If, you, if we were able to communicate that story effectively mm-hmm. and they could relate and understand, it was a no-brainer because then, <coughs> then you start talking about like the future and like, hey, you're gonna be bringing your kids out to, out to games and then your kids are gonna bring their kids to games and, and guess what they're gonna be talking about? They're gonna be talking about how Grandpa Sosa started bringing out, you know, started from day one with the club and that's a rare opportunity, especially in a city like LA, yeah. and that was the that was the story that we we're selling on. And Sell I mean, me the fucking dream, yeah, yeah. Jeez, yeah, yeah, yeah. Implementing yeah. FOMO like a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. How, so I had a question on like, what? Who were these early adopters that y'all were calling at the time? And how did Dweez get in the mix? How did you guys yeah, get? How much contact? did you guys pay Facebook for their callers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think we did. I think um, redacted. I was. Redacted. I was before. I was allegedly. Allegedly, um, I think Dweez will tell you a little bit more than that because I was in part of that outreach in the beginning when it first yeah, got announced. Yeah, I wasn't outreached to like in the beginning. It was I an just, announcement, right? No, and I signed up based on a Twitter post and went to a website that was like a landing page where you pay fifty dollars for deposit for your deposit. Yep. Everything's black and red and white still. This was like, yeah, I think I've 14, right? Yeah, I think I did. I'll look at my email, but I think it was November or December 2014. Yeah, it was right before the colors were launched. Yeah, I just, I think I've told it on the podcast before, but my cousin, Benny Blanco, shout out Benny Blanco and I, I'm just like, dude, this shit looks rad. Want to see what this is like? So we signed up. And then uh, quite a while later, probably like a year later, 
Yeah. I get a call. Twenty when January twenty sixteen. So we got we got a, yeah we got hired December twenty fifteen. Yeah. So about four years ago. Around this time. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So I I remember actually exactly where I was driving when I got my first call from LAFC. Happened to be Casey Sosa sitting right here. I was on uh, Western and Franklin <laughs> in Los Feliz. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, and I actually, and here's why I remember this: I was on Western and Franklin, going west on Franklin towards the 101, and I talked to this man for like <laughs> I just this stole man. half of his day <laughs> for like several key points, um, and I remember like talking to him while I get on the 101 all the way when I'm driving to the valley <laughs> to go run into Panga. <laughs> so. The funniest thing is, like, Casey was super honest. And I, I remember, like, being on the phone. I'm like, oh, 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 finally. Like, LAFC. Okay, listen. And I had written this article that I thought nobody had read besides me and my cousin. And so I'm like, so I wrote this article. Because he's like, what do you want to see in your club? I'm like, I wrote this article. Everything I think is in that article. Yeah, like, stop just, asking me. Go read this. <laughs> I was like, don't ask me about that. But let me bother you about free stuff. And I was like, Casey, what do you guys got? Come on, I know you got like, you got hats, you got shirts, you got something. And he's just like, yeah, man, I'll see what I can do. Being really nice about it. And then I'm like, then I flipped the script on him at one point because I just realized he was gonna keep talking to me if I keep talking. And I was like, I was like, dude, like, who's your favorite team? And he's like, I'm not really into soccer. And I'm like, what? What? You're not into it? Like, how are you not into it? You're part of this team. Like, what's going on? And then like, I was just like, you gotta like follow. Ar I pretty much I tried to convince you to be like an Arsenal fan, right? I was like, you gotta like, come on, there's these bars. You can come watch the team. Like, yeah. You can come out and see what's up. And you're just like, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, I just, <laughs> like, I'm not really that into it. This is probably, this was before you went, because 2016 <laughs> summer was all the Copa America games. And that's when I decided to be. Yeah, to an actually Arsenal like it. So fan. he was, so he was super. <laughs> no, In the really? summer, but not because of him. Oh, okay. But, um, but I planted the seed. Yeah, he planted the seed. <laughs> Arsenal, guns, it's kind of cool. You were listening to a lot of West Coast hip uh, yeah, We all were. We all were. Still. Of all the people you could call on the phone, you fucking picked up a dweeze on the way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, what's funny is I think Ben, was Ben on your list or was Ben Jeff? Ben. Ben, my cousin. Ben, Benny ben, Blanco. Ben Bajilla I don't think so. I think he, he was, was Jeff. on Jeff. Yeah, because I think he and my mom were on Jeff. So, but I think Ben told him the same thing. He's like, yo, just let's read my... My cousin wrote this article. Just read the article. That's You're what we psycho. want. Um, so it was just really funny because, like, that was how I got to know Casey um, was, like, through the phone and me, like, kind of bugging him about that. I don't even think, like, we hardly even talked about anything else. So I'm like, yeah, I've got my two seats. I'm in. Like, I'm going. Yeah. I got my mom going. Like, Barbs. we're trying to get her going. Yeah. And he, he helped out with that. And then um, the funny thing was, like, you know, all this time later when I go to the Experience Center, I go there with, like, basketball shorts and like flip-flops on like gonna go like, like yeah. on a wednesday yeah like a wednesday yeah super random time like not far from here <laughs> just like gonna go pick my seat like whatever i know I, I want supporter section but i'll go check it out anyways and casey was there i got to meet him in person for the first time and then he was like wait before you go on with that story yeah. what did you think how crazy did you think Dweez was when you hung up that phone? Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not like craziness. I think this was like day one or maybe day two on the phones. Probably day one because I was going ABC order. Alex Dwyer, based on the first names. Um, called them probably like my fourth or fifth call, I would say. Just basically, we're reaching out to anyone that placed a deposit. Um, introducing ourselves as their main point of contact. And getting feedback, you know for the club and what they want to see mm. and 
this guy is just like, yeah, I wrote for Howler magazine this whole article of what I want. He's asking for a bunch of free shit. <laughs> I was like, I'm, it's like my second day. I don't even know, like... I don't even know if I can get free yeah. shit. How bad There's do no I... no free shit that exists. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know if we've printed the logo on anything. Yeah. Um, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, how bad do I want to sell that is already sold on it? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. The sale was already completed. Yeah, so he, he could, like, like, get off the phone and yeah, do something like, more important. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> he's definitely one of the calls that stood out for me and i'm like this guy. i just i want to know i want to know verbatim when you hung up the phone when you tapped your neighbor yeah no what did you were you you're like yo this, Dude, this i'm like this guy was on a good one <laughs> this guy was just like quizzing me on my football knowledge and as you guys know i don't know anything and then he's trying to convince me to root for this arsenal team and then um I love you. He's asking for free stuff. I'm like I don't, I, I think I sent you shirts. Like at one point when Maybe, we finally yeah. got I think so. merch, I was like, hey, I, I, I put it on a list, my to do list for three months that I never did, and I finally did and sent it to you. I think, like, well, I, I think so. And then yeah. cause, like to my mom's, which I, where I wasn't living, but like. I, I do remember the very first shirt that I ever got, the very first item of free clothing that I ever got. Like a big crest right here. I, like. I think it was just the the regular LAFC one. And it, and it, it was, was even at the, gold. It was like yellow. It was gold. It was at, you know where it was? Well, no, I got the, the red scarf at like the watch party, but, but the first like actual one with the real logo was at the, uh, the stadium location announcement, and Jeff Huber gave it to me. Wow, he man. was just working the little like the entrance, yeah. like checking your identification oh, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And I had never met him, and he was like, I, I, "I mentioned something. Oh yeah, I had Howler on my media badge." And he was like, "Howler, love that Mexi. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Let me know if you ever need anything." And I was like, "Oh Jeff." And yeah. Little did I know, like years and years later, he'd be like, you know, such a such an integral part to the team himself. And I didn't even know he was on the. I didn't know he was my mom's rep at the time. Right? Yeah, good guy. Um, and then. Going back to that story of taking the experience center, yeah. walking through that, um, I still had remembered, or maybe I looked at the notes, uh, <laughs> that he wrote this article for Howler. I'm like, you have to meet Rich. Uh -huh. I'm like, hey, Rich, this is the guy that wrote the uh, 10 things that LAFC needs to do. Uh -huh. And I will get a tattoo, which I haven't seen this tattoo that he's uh, talking yeah. about. <laughs> it's missing. Um, so I, I introduced him to, to Rich, the g digital team, and then... They're like, oh yeah, your your article's printed on in our office, like, yeah. and we were having a couple Heinekens, yeah, um, and then next it was thing wild. No, it was because I was actually like walking out. I think we were done. Yeah, and like Rich just happened to be walking back, and then because he was like, oh Rich, like this is the guy that wrote this article, and he was like, and he knew the article, which again, I thought Ben and myself and my pressuring Casey were the only people that ever read that article. I had no idea that other people read it, so it was like really cool. And then of course, after that, I ended up writing for MLS um, and writing about the club and all that things. Casey was the one that flicked the domino in my yeah, LAFC no, story, no. even though I annoyed the shit out of him on his second day of work. His first Sorry day I didn't bring any free merch today, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know I'm a creep, because whenever like you say flick the domino, I'm just like, that just sounds freaky. Sounds like <laughs> what do you want me to say? I don't know. Knock man. the domino? I don't know. I don't know. What do you call it when you do to a domino to start a chain reaction? Nudge it. Nudge the nudge. The way that you said that makes it sound dirty as well. All right. words. On that note, let's take our second break and we'll be back with these boys. Tea time.
back, FCFC Pod, Tea with Dweez. Tweet time. You know we got a little black tea today. These boys showed up. They're all decked out in their black and gold gear, mostly black. Little hints of gold. <laughs> so we got the little black tea from uh, Da Nang in Pasadena. If you ever go out in Pasadena, check it out. They don't sponsor the pod. I wish they did. I just think their black tea is delicious. Let's be honest. The Chinese tea spots ain't, ain't got no marketing budget for a podcast. They might. They might. They ain't going to spend it. <laughs> they won't spend it on a podcast of our nature. But that's my quest. I'm excited to see this in person. I've imagined what this uh, oolong tea process looked like. It looked like a more complicated teapot, I imagine, but... It's sim- little mushroom. So for those who little don't Super know, Mario Brothers mushroom here. or who are new to the pod here on season two, I, ju- I usually use a guy wand. A guy wand is a simple object with a little tray or a dish made of porcelain, a top, and then a cup. And you use that to uh, brew your tea. Put a bunch of loose tea leaves in there, pour it out the side. You got to kind of like use this little dangly hand motion to do so but they're super cheap and it's way better to drink like black tea oolong tea poor tea especially teas that you're going to drink multiple times like we're going to drink this like several different infusions rather than just like leaving it in for five minutes yeah. mm. and each time you infuse it it's only like 30 seconds and it's a different flavor each Usually, time yeah and different teas are different and like depending on how wild you want to get with it. Some people say different teas are different time of year, time of day, type of water, temperature I feel of like water. we should have gotten a little wilder with the tea with Casey. Yeah, <laughs> well. Some spicy. Sorry, we'll, we'll, we'll have I think this tea. is the most in-depth conversation we've had about tea on any of the other podcasts. I mean, if you give him the platform to get on a tea rant, he will. I will. I, and you guys all should. You get give excited. him also a cookie. Because it's a new year, and that means there's going to be new tea harvest coming up soon. March, hey. April, May. I know what you guys are thinking. When can I get the freshest leaves? Alright, here's what you're going to do. Wait t- <laughs> the plug! The plug! <laughs> Wait till those months. If you like green teas, it's the best time to get those new green teas. Early white teas are great. Darjeeling's, ne- Nepalese teas. You know what? throw Vietnamese in there. I've had some Vietnamese from Thelma. It's phenomenal. It's great. Get those Taiwanese teas all year round. You can wait on those. Get those early green teas going and go from there. I'm, I'm a coffee guy myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, or, or was a coffee guy myself, but I'm going to say the past three months I've been on this whole tea train. I know Vinny's a big tea guy. You're the mate. Yeah, the mate. The mate. I should, we should do a mate. Man, I'm one day I'm going to do a mate. I've been calling it a yerba mate this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the yerba mate. Yerba yeah, mate. Yerba mate. <laughs> yeah, the mate. <laughs> it's like Australian version. I'm trash. No, uh, we're gonna, we should do that one day for Diego and Brian and any other future Uruguayan players. Or, I mean, we had Pacheco. Oh, yeah, Argent- yeah. One Argentine player. A little mate party. Yeah, get a little mate going. Uh, Wait, have we had mate? We've never had mate. Yet. No, it's a little more complicated to prepare. I mean, I could like make it in another way and just pour it into cups, but go ahead. Not, but you need like the metal straw with the leaves all up in the shit, and yeah. I, this rem- I remember we had a uh, meet and greet or like a fan appreciation day, mm. and Diego. Yeah, had he came it. in with that shit. He came in with Gord. it, but he was taking pictures with everybody mm. and had to put it on the side. Everybody thought it was bud. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, people think it's like drugs. Yeah, something. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's good though. You gotta get, gotta get your gourd, gotta pack it, you gotta get your metal straw with the filter jammed down in there, and just drink that shit all day. 
That's the way to much. do it. Yeah, and they just keep filling the hot water and that. All day with we need a mate experience pod because I'm not getting this. Not you you need a South now. American. I, I have friend. it inside. I'll, I'll show you after yeah. the pod's over. Okay. Get to it now. Shout out, <laughs> shout out my Argentinian homie David who introduced me to that shit and I did it for a couple weeks and then I was like, this is too much work. <laughs> <laughs> so because we got the boys Casey and Vinny here today and these guys know about hitting the phones, one thing I want to talk about is just like sales in general. We don't have to talk about like sales of LAFC things. If sure. we want to, we can. I just think like it's such an interesting world, the world of sales. And those of us who sit on the outside of it and get sold too, I don't know all the tricks, but I feel like there's a lot of tricks. And I feel like there's like some sorcery going on behind the scenes. Slim, you've done some sales, haven't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's it. I mean, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, their, their sales method was they had somewhat of a storyline. Where, like, you were giving people that fear of missing out on something special that's only going to happen this one time. Did you get a sales call from someone no. at LAFC? She said, hey, here's this link, sign up. And I said, how much is it? And he was like, 50. And then I was like, okay. And I didn't do it for a couple of days. And he said, hey, I signed you up. And then he sent me a Venmo request. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it happened. Oh, man. Yeah. It's pretty good. And then, yeah, then it was, like... And then we had to scramble because we forgot that he put it under his card. And so he was like, hey, you owe me money. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Still in denial about it, right? Yeah. Josh, have you, did you get a sales call? Yeah, I got some not very nice letters and some sales calls. And uh, How would you rate them as a man who makes similar things now? Did you feel good about your choice? <laughs> yeah, Do you I want can your honestly, money back? If you don't understand who's on the other line on the phone with you, you're naturally hostile. I'm sure you guys face that all the time. It's because, like, the amount of shit calls and robocalls that we face all the time. But Stop selling our information, you fuckers. <laughs> it, was, it was cool to, cool to be called about something I actually, I actually appreciate and I love. So uh, I, li- I like talking to them. I think once they realize that you're in a supporters group, they kind of, like, take the, take the gas off the pedal because you know, like, they know you're already in it. Yeah, that's kind of my experience through it. I'm yeah. not sure if the whole 30-52 feels that, but um, it was kind of like once you're in it, like we can focus on like yeah, targeting like when the people. booty calls in the back. Like you don't really text till like you're drunk. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I so got I got some nice letters, and so and uh, I, I appreciate the 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 gifts that come with the season t- season ticket holder membership, which I know is a big part of everyone's lives now, which has now been the pin the pin and the scarf. And the then book. now the book, the book yeah, yeah the which is really big. Club. And now the Dollar Shave Club. Razor blades. Razor blades. Everyone needs a little extra razor blades. Now. Shout out me for having a quote in the book. Are you really in there? Hell yeah. Dog. What'd you say? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm in there. But it's in there. <laughs> right. I think over like the Dortmund picture too. Low key flex, but it's so high key because I just sat down. Yeah, you just have fun in fucking Baltimore, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are you guys like? still loving doing this like are you still loving selling things every day does it get tiring like what do you do to motivate yourself when you don't want to hit the phones cocaine it's just you know it's it's kind of just looking at the bigger picture and knowing the opportunity like if you um kind of dial it down to like day by day could get mundane but knowing like what you're actually doing and you're actually selling something not even selling something you're just like creating this opportunity that 
people want. Like I've I've been part of startups that have failed. I've sold things that people don't want or need. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it, it it didn't feel like I was scamming anybody or yeah. cheating people um, mm-hmm. out of things. So it was just like honestly, you have this opportunity to like be part of a club from the beginning, co-create it. You know, whatever seat you sit in, you're the first person to sit in that seat mm-hmm. as long as you want. Um, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, so I always had to put myself in their shoes and everybody, everybody's shoes, like knowing what opportunity we had. And if I had the opportunity to like be a Lakers either season ticket holder from day one when they were in Minnesota mm-hmm. or have an opportunity to actually have my feedback heard, um, I, I don't know how much money I would pay. I definitely would pay more than 50 bucks. Um, yeah, that's that's my stance on it. Yeah, I mean, I'm in terms of day-to-day right now, I'm no longer making sales. I, I manage sales team. Yeah, which is just cool. yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, but which is great, man. The, the thing that's been consistent throughout from the time we've started is that the story hasn't changed. It, it yeah. continues, right? Mm-hmm. We, we talk about uniting the world city through the world's game, mm-hmm. being a global club, but in order to be global, you need to start by being hyper-local. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of, of surface-level stuff, like you don't necessarily need to buy tickets to any sporting event, right? It's not a necessity. It's not like food or housing or anything like that. It's um, it's bigger than that. So when people talk about why they like going to, to games, and being a part of it, they'll say service level stuff. Like, what do you like about going to LAFC matches? Like, oh man, atmosphere is crazy. I've never experienced anything like 3252. All these things, like, yeah, no, absolutely. And like, oh, the stadium is gorgeous, absolutely. But the the main thing that what we're that I'm, I teach my team what to sell is, um, it's like the bigger picture, right? The, like who you're going with. Right? It's the experience that, that you're having at every single match and the bigger picture of actually being part of a community. And in a city like Los Angeles, it's like you know, a big city where you can feel very lonely at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but despite like your background, your um, ethnicity, your religious beliefs, like really any uh, political beliefs, like anything, put that to a side, man, and we're all here for one one club, mm-hmm. right? And one moment and like one opportunity which is to be this club and we're all kind of like have the same mindset of like yeah being the best in the MLS is great but being considered one of the best clubs in the world that's something to strive for right so when we when we talk about like selling these opportunities like we're not trying to make it transactional it's not like hey yeah it's $60 and you get to be in this in this seat and you get to enjoy the match it's like no man like you get to go like you're working 40 plus hours a week and you see your kids on the weekends you know they're getting a little bit older you had this small window of time to share this moment with them and this this experience and this and create this tradition where when they finally grow up and they're not hanging out with you as much the times that they'll remember will be the times that you took them to LAFC matches and then eventually they'll be taking their kids and it'll be the same thing. It's this tradition. So it's it's the story that we tell. Um, and if people get that, that's what we're trying to essentially communicate. It's like it's bigger than just like buying tickets to any game. Mm-hmm. 
it's the story, it's the tradition, it's the involvement with the community and the culture, and um, it's a it's it's one of those things, man. Like, if somebody can understand that on the receiving end, it's almost a no brainer, man. Because like, what the hell are we working forty plus hours a week for? Mm-hmm. You know, just to support your family. What about spending time with them? Mm-hmm. Um, what about times with your friends, like college buddies who you never see or whoever, man? Like, I don't know how often you guys hang out, but I gotta assume like part of this of us bringing together right now is through LAFC man. Yeah, so it's this, sure. it's this huge thing and that's what we're selling and and it's really like you don't need it necessarily nobody wants to be sold that's the that's the idea yeah. it's like you have to re- ask the right questions to get people to discover that on their own and that's the true sales process mm-hmm. it's a consultative approach you're not just like product pushing it's like you get people to discover that and when they realize like Oh my God! I know exactly what you're trying to communicate, mm-hmm. and it's a no-brainer. You know, you want to be a part of this. So, I mean, that's how I would explain like our sales process. And one of the more unique and like dope things about you know outside perspective looking in, knowing the sales world and like the type of mindset you have to go in with it with, when you can sell something that excites you week after week because mm-hmm. you're going to these matches and you're <laughs> experiencing the atmosphere yourself and you're getting to know the people within this community, it's easier to sell something that does excite you. Because when you're, like, selling cars or something, yeah. mm-hmm. like, you can love cars, but you're not going to fucking, like, get chills down your spine every time <laughs> someone drives off the lot with something you sold them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas you're experiencing the same experience with them, and that kind of, in a sense, it's the dopest way to, like, keep yourself motivated as a salesman because... As salespeople, like you said, it's hitting the it's hitting the fucking yeah. bones. It's repetitive as shit. Mm-hmm. But every week you get a quick little refresh of like, oh shit, Carlos mm-hmm. Valdez left foot. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we didn't even have that though. Like the fir- first two years, like yeah. 2016, 17, we didn't have. What we had were, were those Boomtown Brewery yeah. um, drum and, and song uh, rallies. And that ain't had, for everybody. Uh, <laughs> we had uh, watch parties. Mm-hmm. So we were creating these little touch points to bring people together. Mm-hmm. And that was like our, our sniff, our preview of what this could be like on a small scale. Yeah. And then when we had that first game with your favorite player scoring, Fuck uh, <laughs> we saw what what reality was and what we could be and we kind of just built off of that and you guys have been building every day and have put us on this global scale with top clubs like we're gonna be playing like leon in a, in a couple months so yeah. um it's it's a testament to all of our work and vision and um back to what Vinny said it's like the one thing i still connect with my dad about is like like, I can probably not talk to him for a couple of weeks, but, hey, did you watch that Laker game last night? Mm-hmm. It, it's still the one thing that we can still connect off of, yeah. and it's, like, back to him taking me to the forum, watching Cedric Sabalos, Nick Van Axel, Eldon Campbell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, we still, any no matter what year it is, we can still ask, like, hey, did you watch that game? And it's back still something we connect. Back game on KCAL 9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when tickets were affordable. Yeah. <laughs> but, th- I mean, so that you just brought up, like, par- you know, this isn't a new, it's still a new club in the grander scheme of things, but now it's a couple of years in. You're not saying, I mean, people can be st- part of the early stages, but they can no longer be part of the beginning. So, like, 
in some ways, like some of the story has to change. And then obviously, like you get to get faced with other things, rising ticket prices, like other things that are hard. Like, how do you guys maintain that story that Vinny that you were talking about with all in the face of all these like other changes that go on, you know, with folks and with the team? Yeah, well, I mean, you have to understand, like, the story remains consistent in imminently the prices are always going to go up for such a high demand situation um, at any point, right? Like, naturally, I think it's like a 3% inclination across all sports at year after year with, with, with ticketing. Um, I think credit to, like, the Brandon community team, Rich and that crew, and our digital team, like, Marcus, like, in terms of telling that story and continuing to tell that story... I mean, you watch one video of our content, and regardless if you're a sports fan or not, you got to feel some type of way, man. And we, like the people that we have coming out to games now who are purchasing tickets will still tell us, like, dude, I never watched soccer growing up. Mm. I don't care about that. Um, but I love coming to LAFC matches. And the reason being, like, man, really? Like, credited, dude, man, the 3252, the heartbeat of the stadium. I mean... It's That's a, probably the thing you hear about the most. Oh, right? absolutely. Even more than Bella or the players. Yeah, Dude, it's, the atmosphere. It's, it's more. All right, so think about any sporting event that you'll attend, whether it's um, a baseball game, basketball, whatever. Like, primarily, like what the stadium operations will do is like always try to get the crowd involved. So you're still a spectator, and they'll they'll tell you when to go. Like, love the Dodgers, but they'll they'll tell you when to go. Let's go Dodgers. Make some noise. Make some noise. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And everyone's like, we're almost chant. there. We're almost in the red. <laughs> you know, and they're always telling you when to chant. Yeah. Um, this you guys is. Not take shots right now. That's what I fucking do for a living. So. <laughs> Shout out Al Wright, Stadium hey, Al. Yeah. Al. But yeah, I understand. I understand. You know what exactly. I'm saying, though. Yeah, you, it's what I'm. What, I guess what I'm getting at is, as as a fan who I goes to go to games, you can either be so a spectator. And being told when to chant and when to root um, and make some noise, um, or it can be organic and you can be a part of the experience mm. rather than watching it. You're a part of it. Mm. You're going the, ooh, mm. ah. You know, you're doing that with the with the entire 3252 and the rest of the stadium, and that's something that's unique to a match day or like any sort of game day sporting experience, is that you're more than just a spectator, right? You're you're a part of what's going on, mm. and that inclusiveness is is definitely addicting, man. Whether you're a sports fan or not, you're gonna appreciate and enjoy yourself, mm. and that's that's what really like keeps people like coming. And regardless of what pricing is, like I don't, I mean, I haven't been to a, a Lakers game since they've gotten LeBron because I don't know what tickets are, but I can only imagine, man. It's still not as it's still not as bad as the shitty ass Knicks. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out my son, but RJ. Yeah. What part? What percentage of people like do you guys think? That's an interesting part of it that I'm kind of curious about. Like, mm-hmm. of, of you know, like season ticket holding types, like people who like never followed soccer or like mm-hmm. never a sports team. They're just taking into that. Like, how many of them were like you know, either Galaxy or Chivas people, or how many of them were like world football people who never were interested in MLS? Like, is it pretty even breakdown between those three groups or? There's a lot, man. There's a good mix of all of that. There's, like, the fan that has their Brazil jersey in the closet. There's those that just support U.S. during Mm -hmm. World Cup years. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of Galaxy fans that, you know, just at at the time that we came in, like, we were very appealing. Yeah. Um, There was a lot. 
There's the, a lot the location of non, non MLS fans too. Yeah, and that was a big one. Like, oh, I like I like the sport, but not MLS. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was another big one. Yeah, that's that's what I would figure would be almost like the biggest group. Yeah, yeah. maybe. And then like yeah, you know, obviously the the Chivas USA they were longing for a team and they weren't going to support the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people that hey, like I heard about it through my friend or my cousin or something like. Mm-hmm. Big big referral, like a lot of people just kind of brought it. Hey, they, they have cool events. They have free beer. Yeah. They have uh, free beer. especially I, now, right? <laughs> like now it's probably more referrals than ever, right? Because it's like the team has gone on for this many seasons, mm-hmm. and you'll probably have like more and more referrals. Absolutely. Yeah. In the future. Or a, a person that saw one game and they're hooked, and they're like, "You got to keep coming back." So, mm-hmm. yeah, we had people signing up just because they liked Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> legit, they're like, "I don't know, man. I don't know anything about it, but I heard." Will's uh, an owner, and so I'm ready to be a part of this. <laughs> so, the Hollywood, baby. Yeah, man. So a little bit of everything. Yeah. As I mean. you get in this city. And this is the most professional question I'll ask, because having you guys here is such a resource for, for me and my current job right now. But is this a job interview? Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I, w- I wish, I wish. But it's, you mentioned Marcus and the creative team before, and you guys, everyone in the podcast knows, and Marcus knows, hopefully, that I love him, and... He's incredible. You do have a man. Yeah, I, I love Marcus. Marcus, thank you for recommending that falafel spot. It's incredible. <laughs> but, but as a, when you guys hear, I know, I know like the coaches are huge, the 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 players are huge, and thirty fifty two is huge in terms of what you guys are able to say on the phones. But in terms of like the the pure like content or the creative that comes out of that team, like what have you guys been able to? What are the phrases that you guys hold on to? What resonates with the people most when you can tell them something that um, that came from LAFC's creative team or digital team that you're like, people are like, oh, they're messing with this. They they want to hear more about this. Because yeah. I know the whole four, and without having to sure. completely four push Los you down, four Los Angeles is yeah. a big, big, yeah. big way. I know before that, even the shoulder to shoulder was kind of pre-prescribed as a 32 measure, but yeah. it's become a really big yeah. uh, a point for the club. Like, wh- what, what are some things that you guys have seen that worked for people who don't know about this and who want to be a part of it, I think everyone thinks that like we outsource that stuff because uh-huh. it's so good. Uh, everyone thinks that we're hiring a third party or something, but it's all in house. Like we have one of the largest media teams, I would say, in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like how fast we put it out. Like yeah. we have a game, and then like 8 a.m. I wake up. Like if I didn't go there to the game, like I can feel that I was there just by watching one of these videos yeah. and it pulls at those heartstrings. When I watched that Supporter Shield video, yeah. I've probably seen it maybe like a hundred times now. I still get the chills yeah. watching that six minute video and it's just like pulling that emotion of like FOMO <laughs> for sure. And then um, that sense of belonging, like going in that stadium, like considering like the political state that we're in and all the things going on like you can literally leave your problems at the door and you forget about everything for 90 minutes and the content like if you were there the content allows you to relive it for a couple more minutes mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. for me that that's 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 what i get in the messaging that i get from others when they when they see any of our content yeah, a lot just goes into that storytelling, man. I mean, you talk about day one, and you guys obviously know Rich, um, you know, best storyteller <laughs> around, right? And, and of course, he brings on 
some of the most talented and creative people. You guys <clears throat> have met Marcus and, and his team and the stuff that they produce. It doesn't matter if it's a 30 second clip or if it's like the Crest launch. There's a story and it's taking you on a journey with it. So therefore it's invoking emotion, man. And so like, if you have any sort of attachment or connection with the city of Los Angeles, you'll feel it, man. Whether you were born here as an Angelino or you're a transplant and like myself, right? And you come into LA and that's like another big part of it, man. You, like, you come, you come into Los Angeles and most people have their favorite teams in the major sports columns, right? Mm -hmm. You have your favorite NFL team, your favorite NBA team and et cetera. Um, but guess what? You probably don't have a favorite major league soccer. Yep. <laughs> and you just so, fell in love yeah. with the new city. What and you gonna like, do? Yeah. And you know what? You're out here, kind of new. You got y'all all your favorite teams from when you you know growing up, but you don't have an LA team yet. But you want one because yep. this is becoming your new home, right? You're you're living here and you're like, dude, LAFC. Yeah. That's my that's my team. That's my club. And so that's the that's been one of the biggest breakthroughs for our club, isn't like since we're so fresh is like being able to connect with like your your angelino but as well as the any transplant. the transplants man yeah. and that's the thing that's been bridging that gap yeah. between everybody in the community um and, i think that's, that's a big huge. reason why la not only lafc worked but why atlanta united worked yeah because yeah. atlanta united is just a bunch of people from new york Everywhere and else. Alabama of course and south carolina you know what i mean like yeah. it's it's Instead to of being me, like the Atlanta native. is uh, black LA, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Where it's a whole bunch of transplants. They they film in a bunch of movies out there. Traffic is starting to turn into shit. <laughs> like, but yeah, to me that's why Atlanta United worked. Like, a bunch of people that didn't have, uh, they have loyalty to their city and the, the major sports. Sure. <clears throat> they saw this new shit come up, come up, and they're like, all right, well I love Atlanta now, mm -hmm. but I can't. Out of loyalty, I can't root for any of the other teams, so yep. MLS team, let's jump on it. Opportunity, That's man. In a way, it breaks down the, the barrier between like a native and a transplant, yeah. which is yeah. a big thing in everywhere you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's the wild thing also, is just because we all came in with our preconceived sports loyalties and all that, mm -hmm. but what America has not understood <coughs> for so long is that the football and the soccer-ness of it is the most intense you can get, yep. is the most passionate supporter base throughout the world, mm -hmm. and that no matter how much I love my Raiders and all my New York teams, which, <laughs> which, which, which is what it is, like, there's nothing like, boo. <laughs> Active support, which I've understood the definition of, and I'm continuing to understand the definition of, like, it's nothing like I've seen before. As someone who loves sports and loves being a fan of sports, a supporter is completely different, and for that to be a new experience and maybe even the cities of LA and Atlanta maybe even Miami come, coming forward like it's how often do we get as, as a grown fucking adult to have the best of something and to have a hundred years of legacy to la lean into that we've never never even understood so mm -hmm. it's pretty wild to, to know that and I think that's a story you can sell that's a story that you can really tell people about and to really encourage that um, they get involved in you know? and it's the one sport like you don't have to speak the same language absolutely like you can have two different backgrounds. Right. You don't have to like say a word to each other, but you can be united. And LA is so diverse, and this is like the one thing that can actually bring people together and has brought people together. I I, I don't know. I can't say that for the Lakers. Maybe the Dodgers is a, a close yeah. second, but like 
and music and food, but like in sport, like I don't, I haven't seen anything like this before mm. ever. Mm. Yeah. I do think I need to take this moment to give a shout out to all the people who manage Casey and Vinny here and let them know that once a year, one game per season, all the people on all the parts of LAFC need to be given a chance to go into the North End. It can be a rotating group. Your assignment <laughs> that day is to just go into the North End. I don't care if maybe you're the quiet type. Maybe you hit those phones on the silent sniper type. But just go in there and experience that shit. I wish I could have every person in the press box do the same thing for a game. I don't care. There's a bunch of nerdy dudes up there. But to understand this club and to feel a lot of the things that these guys are talking about, I wish that everyone had the chance to do that. And I know that so many people on LAFC are working during the games. And I know not everyone could do that at one game. But maybe during the season, everyone should get a chance to at least spend a half yeah. in the North End. Better for a full game and them to just like let loose and totally feel it. Mm-hmm. Because once you feel it, you're never going back. Mm-hmm. Like you'll you're you get it on a different level. And that was the that's the one thing that like I sometimes think about when I because I know so many people on the staff and I like look at them like man, that'd be so cool if they could experience this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like experience being in the North End one day. It's not that bad one game a year. So I advocate for <laughs> that to happen. Yeah. Managers, people in power positions, make that shit happen. Take it to the next level. We get a taste of it away games. Away games. Watch yeah. parties. Yeah, true. Yeah. I think yeah. now, like, part of your training, right? Part of my onboarding <laughs> is actually, um, shout out to Rich again, who gave me this great idea, um, was to, you know, enroll these newcomers into LAFC by having them at least take, like, 35, maybe to a whole half in the 3252. It's, it's, it's more than just, like, telling them what, you know, what we're about and what our vision is, and they'll, they'll get bought into a certain level, but until you experience and feel exactly what we're talking about, like you, you can't necessarily explain it, man. And so that's actually part of my, my onboarding is like, hey, you, you just started, you're going to 3252, man. So <laughs> enjoy. And of course, it's just so welcoming. Like everybody in there, just like giving a scarf and whatnot, like welcoming like the new kids mm. on the block into the club. Like that's, that's what I've been implementing as of as of late. Just leave sure. your phone in your pockets and don't throw your cups. Mm-hmm. Yep. No micheladas. Um, <laughs> no michelada shards. <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the FCFC Pod. Thank y'all for listening. We love you. Peace. And thank you, Casey, for giving me the nudge of the domino. <laughs> nudge of the domino. I don't think we got the profanity warning on this one.